To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. With our travel correspondent, Mike Yardley. Kia ora, Mike. Kia ora, Jack. I was just thinking about your chat with Dougal. I saw on Fox News last week that apparently in New York, Manhattan, mm. um, about 45% of office space in Manhattan is still unoccupied. 45%. Isn't that incredible? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that's pretty. That's that's significant, isn't it? I know that um, the the like the obvious solution is oh, we'll just like turn that into housing instead, and yeah. you know, then. Yeah. But apparently, the costs associated with um with the transforming yeah the fit yeah. out from from an office into into yeah. living in you know spaces is just so 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 complicated, eh? That's um, it. Yeah. yeah. So so oh, that's forty five percent. That is that is absolutely massive, isn't it? It'd be yeah. amazing to see how that's going to develop. Hey, um. Yeah. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, you've been taking us through um, parts of Eastern Europe, and this morning we are continuing a trip through Montenegro and Mostar in Bosnia. So compared to neighbouring Croatia, Montenegro's coastal charms are far less trafficked, right? I think that's the real drawcard, Jack, because Croatia can get really congested, even though it's got a very generous sprawl of coastline. But yeah, a lot of people go to Montenegro now because... It's like that low-density alternative. And you've got all of um, the same sort of charms, the climate, the cuisine, the architecture, and it's really small. I actually compared it to some regions in New Zealand. Montenegro is about the same size as Marlborough. Wow. (laughs) Or the Bay Bay of Plenty. So, Yeah. yeah, you can actually see a hell of a lot in a very short space of time with more bang for your buck. Oh. In Croatia. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That is. And like you say, it's a slightly more off the beaten track relative yes. to Croatia at the very least. Uh, Budva mm. is the prime tourist town, right? Yeah, the locals call it Montenegro's Miami. And it does have a lot of tall towers around the beach, but it's actually the old town of Budva, Stari Grad, that is this Venetian jewel box. It is just Gorgeous, Jack, a labyrinth of marble lanes and smaller squares and all sorts of mouth-watering perches to drink in the Adriatic. Um, it's interesting, actually, when I was in Budva, it certainly is a place for your body-beautiful crowd. They just flaunt themselves on Slovenska Beach. <laughs> lots of swanky hospo spots, lots of uh, shiny super yachts. So, yeah, it's got a bit of glamour factor to it, but it's like a mini Dubrovnik at the same time. Yeah, nice. What about the jet-set island Svetvi Stefan? Oh my goodness, this seriously is glamour post territory. In fact, it's quite interesting. I learned how, back in the day, the likes of Marilyn Monroe and Sophia Loren, yeah, they would go to this little island uh, in Montenegro. So it was a very secluded holiday playground for screen goddesses, and it's still got that sort of luxury vibe to it uh, today. A few years ago, Novak Djokovic, he booked out the entire island of Sveti oh. Stefan for his squillion dollar wedding. Um, and it is an insanely good looking little island. It's like this red roofed tangle of whitewashed stone villas suspended above Turquoise Sea. And the beach jack has got like pink sand. I don't know how yeah. you get pink sand, but it's definitely got that sort of pale pink hue to it. So, 
Yeah, it's um, a luxurious holiday bolt hole. And surprise, surprise, it is overrun nowadays with Russian oligarchs. Ah, right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds great, though. So it's Sveti Stefan. Sveti Stefan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got to get my yeah. pronunciation right. If you're a fan of Venetian architecture, KOTOR is a big crowd pleaser. Oh, my God. I love KOTOR, and I know it's very popular on the cruise circuit now, but... Um, and it's just the most amazing town because of its location. It's sort of wedged at the base of Europe's southernmost fjord. So it's the water that um, affords the most extraordinary outlook when you're in KOTOR, particularly when you climb up the fortifications. They have got mega city walls. They rise 1,200 metres in height, Jack, mm. and they, they sort of arch steeply up the slopes behind the old town of Kotor. So it's about a 5k walk, but man, it is such an amazing hike, even though you will feel like you are slicing off your thighs as you do it. And the views across the Bay of Kotor are heroic. Come nightfall, the most amazing thing, they have beautifully moodlit the entire fortifications. So when you look back at Kotor at oh. night, like, say, from the water, it's like this golden halo of protection around the old town. It oh. really is amazing. And it was like a branch office of the Venetian Republic back in the day. So the old town itself, yeah, it's just full of ornate stone architecture. It is truly gorgeous. And what about good eats? Well, seafood takes a starring role because yes. it's, yeah, very distinctly Mediterranean in uh, Montenegro. So I had, for example, freshly caught octopus, grilled and drizzled with olive oil, and they served it with slices of salted feta, which oh. was a really interesting combo. Yeah. Um, they are really big into mussels and kotor, and they often serve it with a thing called buzara sauce, which is just a blend of olive oil, garlic, parsley, tomatoes, and Montenegrin red wine, Vranets, which is very similar to oh. Merlot. Really nice red wine. And pastry shops, Jack. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. They've got this place oh. called Cafe Forzo in the, in the main square in Kotor. Yeah. And the queues swell outside this cafe for their Moscow cake. And I reckon this cake is like the cake equivalent of a club sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is just stacked in thin pastry layers, and then it's stuffed with almonds and pineapple and sour cherries oh, and cream. Oh. It's just the most amazing <laughs> cake, Jack. Yeah. Oh, that sounds extraordinary. <laughs> and and so if you were to head what, only about an hour or so north, eh, you can hop yeah. across the border to yeah. Mostar. It's a really easy hopping off point, yes, to go to Mostar, mm. which I know we uh, have both been to, and I, it's just such a heart-stealing town, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, so much history, one of the biggest casualties of the lot from the Bosnian War. And, of yep. course, mention Mostar and you think Stari Most, that yeah. amazing bridge, which back in the day when the Ottomans built it 500 years ago, this bridge had the widest arch in the world. Wow. It, it yeah. was such a masterpiece. And, of course, it's been beautifully rebuilt. Um, such an amazing site. I reckon it's like a rainbow arc yeah. in stone. You yeah. know, it's just... So staggering. Um, and the thing which always blows me away, the incline of that bridge, Jack, I'm sure you noticed it too. It's got a pretty hefty incline as you walk yeah, across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it, it like just it, when you see it, I mean, because they've, they've rebuilt it, right? It was destroyed yeah. It was destroyed during the war. And, and it is just so incredibly kind of 
ornate and delicate and and yes. elegant and yeah it, it is just like amazing and and of course um a, a lot of people will recognize it from the cliff diving because that's where oh they traditionally goodness. had the cliff diving competition <laughs> so is the it's red bull a eh? red bull cliff diving yes. going to return there yeah, so they're heading back to Mostar in September, and I was having a chat to some of the cliff divers in Mostar oh. a few weeks ago, and they were most intrigued I was from New Zealand, because the Red Bull cliff diving is coming to Auckland for yeah. the first time in November, so that's pretty cool. Oh. Um, so yeah, Auckland's on the World Series this year, um, but watching those bridge jumpers in Mostar, it is hard in your yeah. mouth stuff. yeah. And it's amazing how traditions linger. Apparently in Mostar, <clears throat> the tradition still remains that when you turn 16, if you're a boy, yeah. you've got to jump off that bridge as a rite of passage. Oh. Otherwise, your life will be a complete failure. They still believe that. How high is it? Do you know? 24 metres straight down oh. from the bridge. <laughs> I know. Quite a few Kiwis have done it. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. There's no way I'd do it. No, I think 24 <laughs> metres is, yeah, yeah. You just know that you'd be going to be flapping the whole way down, eh? That's it. <laughs> By the way, seven tourists have died in the last 10 years. Okay. That's, mm. yeah, right. No, that's not going to mm. encourage me any further. <laughs> um, I've got a couple of memories to share with you, only because I love that yeah, part of the world as well. I yeah, just yeah. remember catching a bus um, up through, so coming in from the, from the western side of Bosnia um, and into into Mostar and it was just like a freezing, freezing cold day. It was yep. snowing, it was miserable and we got out and we um, walked with our massive packs through the, you know, through the snow. We kind of tramped away, made it to Starry Most and uh, I, it, well, honestly, all, me and my two buddies who I was backpacking with, we were near hypothermic and we found this wow. tiny, tiny little cafe where this um, old Bosnian woman was just making borek, you know, yes. the, the pastries, the mince yeah, pastries. Yeah. And I just, so I still, it's amazing how food memories stick with you. I just remember the, the smell of the borek coming out of oh. the, the door of this little, this tiny little, and there was about two seats to sit there. And, you know, we all just kind of sat on our backpacks. It was just incredible, you know. Wow. That's um, so cool. And the other thing is, and I know that you were coming up through Montenegro, so you were yep. coming from the, the southern end, but yep. over on that western side, um, yep. after the war, Bosnia was given about, when they, were re, when they were defining all the borders for the former Yugoslavia, Bosnia was given a couple of kilometres of coastline on the Adriatic. That's right. Yeah. So yes. just, and like literally two, but that meant that for people in Croatia who were going down the coastline, if they wanted to stay in Croatia without going technically into Bosnia and having to go through the whole rigmarole of getting their passports out and going through the borders and stuff. They yeah. it was it was quite a process, right? It could take, you know, an hour or two. Um, and so the Croatians very recently got in a big Chinese construction firm and built a bridge that essentially bypasses Bosnia. So instead of instead of driving through Bosnia as 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 Croatians used to have to do, they now go on this little bridge. But it means that the Bosnians' only access to the ocean is underneath this bridge, and the bridge isn't very high. So it means that they're quite limited in terms of the, in terms of the ships that they can get into their space. It's one of those just little geo geopolitical quirky kind of yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's the, the kind of thing I seek out on holiday, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it was very noticeable to me, particularly in Sarajevo and Mostar, that the ethnic tensions are still there. Yeah. Um, 
and there's still a huge amount of enmity towards the Serbs and the Croats. And man, after what they've been through, you can't blame them yeah, for that. Yeah, it is, it is really sad given, um, you know, that Yugoslavia was such a melting pot before war. But um, yeah. yeah, no, it sounds like yeah. you had a remarkable time. Thank you so much, Mike. We'll put all of Mike's tips for tripping around Montenegro and uh, Mostar in Bosnia up on the Newstalk ZB website. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.